Hello and welcome to the Manic Kingdom, Legends of Philadelphia. <laughs> We're your hosts. I'm Tony Tinkerbell Trove, and this is my schoolyard chum, Johnny Jiminy Cricket Zito. Joining us on engineering duties is Brian Bambi Bierman. <laughs> you might be wondering, is this the happiest place on earth? Well, in addition to being Philadelphia natives, Zito and I have a lifestyle brand, South Fellini, that focuses on Philly culture and in-jokes and comforts on podcasts and... Vertical integration. <laughs> Lots of times customers will ask, can I use my fast pass to skip the line at La Rosa's Pizza? <laughs> or a potato slice. Or they want to know which fairy tale princess lives on top of City Hall. So we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us. Excites us so we're hoping to share that with you. If this is your first time tuning in the Legends of Philadelphia, thank you for your time. <laughs> or were you supposed to say that? Oh. <laughs> That's what it that, says. I, that's been in the script. That's, what it says. that's crazy. That's been in the script every week for 50 episodes and no one read it. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it earlier. Like, huh, huh. <laughs> when did that get here? I'm, so we're not thanking uh, people for I'm not for thankful their for their time. So I'm not going to. Uh, I never found. Sorry. We but take that. We, we retract that. But, uh, <laughs> but now I have. Save it for the next Arizona Missions episode, I guess. <laughs> Today we're talking about Disney Quest. Disney Quest was a chain of indoor interactive theme parks in the late 90s. Disney execs intended to build them in cities across the U.S. The first location was opened in Orlando, then another in Chicago. But the planned Philadelphia site never materialized. Instead, we were left with a giant hole, one square block in size, two stories deep. Join us as we explore the hidden levels of the Disney Quest hole. It's a big hole. How can we do an episode on something that didn't exist? Oh, man. <laughs> There's so much to is talk that, about. It's not <laughs> we should do an episode on the 1994 Phillies. Philly? <laughs> that, that, never, that never existed. <sighs> the strike. Uh, the, the strike. Are you guys... Or, or dis- Will, Will Smith's... Uh, uh, sound studio on Broad Street. Well, that never that, happened. We we could probably make an episode on that too. I mean, challenge accepted. <laughs> the SS United States uh, Casino Beach Party Beach yeah. Casino. We've done scripted episodes, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Are you guys Disney fans? Have you ever been to Disney World? I'm not. I'm not really a Disney fan, but I, I, I went to. Disney I don't World. think I like Disney, but I love the Simpsons and the Beatles. So all they the, own that. All the properties they own. Now. So I guess I'm a Disney boy. Right. Yeah. I, I, uh, similarly, I love Spider Man, and now Marvel is Spider or Marvel is Disney. So Peter Parker's a Disney yeah. princess. So I guess I just have yeah. to groove on that. Groove on it. Groove on it. In my experience, or when I, when we were kids, Disney was kind of synonymous for like cheap, low effort entertainment, and it was like uh, plastic crap, and that was like the <laughs> criticism against it. And in the, 80s? the movies that they made, yeah, in the eighties and and most of the nineties, to be honest, well, it the was 90s, just that no, nineties, the nineties, they became like it was like they were making art. They made Lion there, King and. There's a brief period where there's like four or five movies in a row from like maybe 88 to 94 where like Disney is 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 really churning out some good You love you features. just love hating on Disney. Just say it. I love the history of Disney. I want to know where Walt Disney's frozen head listeners, is. Give me all you know, the, listeners should know the listeners should know behind the scenes the topic that Beerman and Zito talk about all the time are things that dis- like they just they just shit on Disney. The two of them would be like, oh yeah, did you know about this failed Disney project? Like, oh yeah, I heard that one. And they like, they just, that's what like, what do they talk about? They, that's what, oh, that's that, what they talk that about. That Bob Iger, I hate him. I can't believe he's back. I can't believe he's back. See? This is, this is not a show. This is real life. This is what they really talk about. This is a hit piece. I'm coming after him. Hit piece. I actually I went to the Disney Quest, the original one in Orlando, uh, my my high school senior trip in the year 2000, the summer of 2000. We went to Disney World, and one of the attractions was the newly opened Disney Quest, and it was like you know advanced for an arcade at the time. It was in downtown Disney. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the what's the what's what's the Scientology ship? 
in real life. <laughs> uh, oh, was there was there ship name or there were there like their their navy? Isn't it called the Scientologists? Called, like, do have a navy? C, I don't know what the boat's C, name is. See something. Is it Sequest? It's the Sequest no, show, yep. right? No, the that's a, that was the show with the dolphin. <laughs> it's captained by Roy Schneider. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to Google it because then they'll they'll tag me. <laughs> they'll show up at your house with pamphlets. You, <laughs> make me make me Sea jo- Org. All right, just forget all that. Sea Org. <laughs> do not join Sea Org. Whatever or you Disney do Quest. when you go to Disney Quest, don't join Sea Org. Don't join Sea Org. <laughs> I don't know. I say do it. <laughs> The VR room is way cooler than the M reader. I just I want to direct you guys all towards the Star Wars experience before you spend time at the Scientology Pavilion. Ah, uh, they own Star Wars too. They own Star Trek too. No, I think um, I think CBS owns Star Trek, Paramount, mm. the Paleys. They got their fingers in that. WWE is for sale, and there's rumors that Disney's going to buy that, or the Saudi government. Either one. <laughs> I don't know which one's worse, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, I well, this goes back to what I was saying. Disney was an evil corporation when we were growing up. Disney was, was. considered an an evil corporation. Their their products were considered plastic crap. They the Mickey Mouse was evil. Bugs Bunny told you how it was. He, he told you how it really was. <laughs> and uh, you can't trust you can Pluto trust Bugs shit. Bunny. Yeah. You can't, yeah. You, you, you can trust Bugs Bunny. You can't trust Mickey Mouse. You can't trust Bugs Bunny. He'll, he'll make a fool out of you and call you a maroon. Yeah, he'll send you to Walla Walla, Washington. Well, only if you're foolish. Only if you're mm. foolish. Only if That's you're a true. greedy duck. <laughs> only if you make that right at Albuquerque. Trove, did you ever did you ever visit the Disney Hole when it was here? You know, I actually did, and um, I was really into urban spelunking at the time. So I like I, I jumped in. And I brought my little like pickaxe and I started digging and uh, I actually found this vault of, uh, of of Philly Disney movies. You found a vault and, underneath uh, the Disney hole. Yeah, yeah. And they were in the clamshells and there was all these like Philly Disney movies. What? And um, yeah, I I have them right here. You guys, are as we all know, with... Disney famously locks away its its bombs and its and its, uh, it's questionable it's, it's material. Are... Yeah, yeah. So you know there was a. Uh, Mummer Treasure Island, <laughs> <laughs> the Lady and the Two Streeter, <laughs> the, the the Lion King of Steaks, <laughs> B- Bambi Cleaners, right, and so- <laughs> right, <laughs> and the Song of the South, Philly. Oh. No, no. <laughs> I guess that's why they locked that one away. Uh, that's why I locked it away. Yeah, that's why I locked it away. Those but they're actually Disney did make Disney did make a really shitty true movie that they locked away. It's the uh, it's the Tony Danza one where he's the the kicker for the <laughs> Eagles. Disney Disney produced that film. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and that one's down there too. Hmm. Nobody wants hmm. that. Very interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you should check those movies out if you could find them on the on the black market. You know. There's also the there's a <laughs> isn't there a, a Disney cartoon where. A mouse actually discovers electricity, and Ben Franklin steals it from him, right? Yeah, it's, I think it's called Ben and Me. That fucking son of a bitch. He stole a mouse's idea. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the mouse, it was the mouse's idea to tie the key to a, a kite, and Ben Franklin saw him do it, took the credit for it. This mouse has been fucking shafted by history. That's mouse propaganda perpetrated by That's, the Disney Corporation to advance the agenda of mice. I mean, it's... It sounds very anti-Philadelphia, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. There's a lo- mm. We're pro mice here, as you pro can well. see if you walk around. <laughs> no, he's saying he's thinking. <laughs> really, really, really. <laughs> Is this a Disney thing? Or you, I don't have, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, it's a it's a Disney cartoon. It's like a cartoon movie. Oh, Zeno just like Zeno just like rattled rattled the name of it. Off the oh, top of uh, I think too. it's called uh, Ben and Me, 1963. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just I got it on the shelf here. Oh, you know more more than Hanna Barbera, you know more. I'm gonna call you. I can cut this if it's too deep. But my favorite thing that Zito does is uh, is like he asks him like, "Oh, did you watch that new Star Wars show?" It's because it's like, of course he fucking watched it. And he, <laughs> he goes, he, he goes, 
he's like, uh, yeah, I watched it. Like it was on, and I did, like I couldn't turn, I couldn't find the remote. I don't know. I I, I guess I watched it. Like you, you, yeah. At twelve oh one, you were fucking there watching it. Don't give me that shit. Uh, I guess I, I couldn't turn it off. I saw. Yeah, I did binge watch the entire season because I couldn't get up off the couch. I, I, I like it'll be like, yeah, I watched it. It was for little kids. <laughs> Yeah, it's for it's for like eight girls, but I watched it. I watched the whole. I watched twenty seasons of it. I watched it twice. Yeah, do uh, something yeah, about I, it. I, I, I did it when I was like frying and eggs, and I, I drew T-shirts and I fried eggs. And, this, for car- this cartoon was for kids. It turns out it's for little kids, but I I, I watched like thirty seasons of it. <laughs> I can't be alone with my own thoughts. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> is that, yeah, is that what, what people, you want me to say? Yeah, that's a real podcast. That's that's a real. <laughs> That's what this episode's really about. I thought we were just going to be shitting on Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Intervention for my addiction to to streaming networks, (laughs) streaming platforms. You're like like a trouble customer for I do bring it up a lot. This guy doesn't stop. (laughs) I know. I should talk Disney a lot, but I do. I have the Disney Plus subscription. I I have the bundle. It's got the Simpsons. I don't blame you. I, I, I do, too. I mean... Man, when that Beatles movie came out, it, it shook me. Yeah, they got <laughs> Here you go, Disney, take it. Just don't tell. Just don't tell anyone. Can't they just AI just a movie and just be like, "Oh, the Beatles when they went to space that one time," and then they. I'll take they it. Will do do whatever they want. Everybody, get everybody take my money. Yeah, they'll they get have it. Did you ever go to the Disney Hole, Beerman? Did you ever see it up close? Yeah, well, I, well, I went to um, Disney Quest when I was ten. Oh, I guess cool. I was nine in nineteen ninety eight. We went, and. Uh, Disney Quest, it was in a thing called, like, Downtown Disney, which was, like, there was, like, restaurants. But like, what was it? I don't even know what it really was. You guys both it was like a, It was, like, a separate part of Disney World where there were, like, nightclubs. It was, like, for, like, this is where adult If if you wanted to buy cocaine at Disney World, this <laughs> Downtown Disney was where <laughs> yeah. you would go. But wasn't there another <laughs> yeah. adult Disney thing, too? Yeah, Island. this was all there. It was Pleasure all there. Island. I think it's a, it's it was, that was, an, yeah, I think it's, like, an offshoot of that. But, okay. so they, and it was, like. It was supposed to be just like a crazy arcade, and it and it was. They had like 4D, like they had like the one thing I remember. It was like uh, an Aladdin ride. You sat on like a carpet, and then it looked like you were like yeah. floating, and like they did like green screen shit. Yeah, it was a lot um, of green screen shit. It was like a Dave and Buster's. Hey, look, it sounds like, like Dave and Buster's to me. Just go yeah. down Dave and Buster's, go down Delaware Ave. It was know? like that, yeah. but like with Disney crap and like, um, <laughs> yeah, with their IP. Because I was a. I was a little kid, and then they announced they were making one in Philly. I was all excited because I was like, oh, that's going to be awesome. So the corner of 8th and Market has always been a major intersection of the city. In March 1894, the Gimbel's flagship store opened on that corner. It's grand. Did we o- have a store around there? Uh, we had a pop-up at the, uh, <laughs> at the fashion district, formerly known as the gallery. Wait a second. It, it popped up, and uh, coronavirus shut it right down. We we should re, we should we should like the Sixers we should uh, we should open a giant arena. Oh no! It's, oh, <laughs> Chinatown will be like, don't come back. We'll just we'll just do what we've been doing. The grand opening of the Gimbel's department store was so popular that the now defunct Philadelphia Record reported that a window was broken due to the crowd size, and an umbrellas were twisted in almost unrecognizable shapes. Almost unrecognizable. It was what madness. Is that even? It was madness. Who wrote that? That's pretty choir. <laughs> it was no, no. It was the. It was the Philadelphia record. The record. You think they'll let me write for them? Yeah, you should. You should send them an email. I'll pitch them. <laughs> pitch them. The store featured Philadelphia's first escalators and hosted the first Thanksgiving Day parade in American history, predating New York's. We did an episode on that uh, two years ago. Uh, the on escalators. Uh, <laughs> we we did a Thanksgiving parade Black Friday episode. Check it out in the archives. I remember that. <laughs> I learned that on South Fellini's podcast. An expansion in 1928 allowed Gimbel's to take up the entire block, making it for a brief period of time the largest department store in the world. The Gimbel's family sold its empire to Brown and Williamson in 1973, and in 1977 moved its Center City store location to the newly built Gallery Mall, where it remained until its closure in 1986. Did you guys go there when you were little? I don't remember Gimbel's, no. My dad worked there. Yeah? Really? 
but uh, I never really remember going there. When it was in the gallery? I guess the building, right? Well, the building, I mean, in, it says here in 1977, they moved to the gallery across the street. They moved out of that building. Oh, no, I guess it was in the Gimbel building. Oh, okay. And then most of the old building was demolished in 1980, so it kind of sat there unused. I guess there was some office space upstairs, just like at the Wanamaker building, but eventually the city was like, tear it down. So they did. Shut it down, as they say. Yeah, so it was pretty much just a parking lot after that. It was just a, a, a big lot. And I think you can see it in the John Travolta movie, Blowout. I think you can see it in the in the background of one of the scenes later on. Should we on. do an episode on Blowout? Yes, we should. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought it up, Anthony. I would love to do an episode on Blowout. This is a director, too. He's a local. Yeah. A creepy uh, Brian, local. Brian De Palma, local creep. Local creep. <laughs> but it's been around that long. You can see it in the in the background of uh, De Palma's neo-noirs. The site, again, drew public interest in 1998, when Disney, driven by burgeoning success, pledged $150 million towards the future of the 30,000-square-foot site where they would build their newest Disney Quest location, the theme park's monolith high-end arcade concept. Disney was seeking to branch out from simply, you know, the run-of-the-mill amusement parks and resorts, and they wanted to raise their profile in areas of the United States remote from either Disney World or Disneyland. And I guess this was the rise of, like, like Dave and & Buster's and shit, where it was, like, it was, like, arcades, but you could also eat and drink there and, like... Yo, a full I, entertainment David experience. Buster's. I always thought David Buster's was a chain, and I'm sure there's other ones out in the in the country. But I've literally never have seen another David Buster's anywhere else. Like not that, not that I've been like every city in the country, but like I've definitely never seen another David Buster's. People make such a big deal out of it around here. Uh, David Buster's has been. Such it's, a big enormous. Deal since I was a kid. it's enormous. Yeah, it is. I, didn't I, you, it's enormous. Didn't you? Didn't your like little league? Our band team used win to play and, there. It was our band you, used to play in like. What's that? Didn't your Little League team win a championship and you guys all went to Dave & Buster's? It's like that far. It's been around that no. long. That sounds great. It's around forever. That was a commercial for Dave & Buster's. That was a commercial for Dave & Buster's. Oh, that was a happy memory. <laughs> I just put me in the, in the commercial. Yeah. Carried Zito off this field. I hit that walk-off. Another home run, Mr. Zito. Copy-paste. Put my face right on top of, the, of that little boy's. But yeah, and then I guess we we were talking about this earlier, Zito. But maybe we'll talk about this more in depth one day. But the Disney was also trying to do a colonial, like Williamsburg kind of theme park that I think Philadelphia was one of the original like ideas for the location. But then Philadelphia, well, yeah, they were like no. So then they moved it. It was going to be in like Virginia or something, or yeah. someplace. It, and it was going to be like an outgrowth of Liberty Square down in, in Disney World, which is like a reproduction of Independence Hall and Colonial Philadelphia. It's like not its oh, own. That 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 corny shit. Yeah, it's not its own park, but it's like a little like <laughs> section. But then yeah, like yeah. people were like, oh, it's going to be like Disney presents slavery. And it was like, <laughs> maybe we don't want this. And so it, it, it never happened because there was too much public outcry against it but disney was trying to do they were trying to build more like regional theme parks around this time there's a really great uh youtube channel called defunct land and they kind of follow the career of the disney ceo at the time bob eisner through several of his video essays and bob eisner he's is the having heel throughout the Serious. <laughs> yeah. He's all every he's time he comes up, it's like who and guess who and guess who squashed this cool thing? And uh <laughs> he says in the defunct land about Disney Quest, the project as a whole, he doesn't really get into Philadelphia, but talking about Disney Quest as a whole, he says that this was uh this was a, a spite project, Disney Quest, uh because That's right, that's right. Be because Katzenberg, uh, the previous CEO of Disney or 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 some yeah, kind of he it was he worked for Disney and then he left and started DreamWorks and Bob Eisner right. hated DreamWorks. Yes. And and DreamWorks was doing something similar. So he was like so he yeah. like fast passed or fast rushed uh, uh this stupid Man. thing just to fuck over another billionaire. Yeah. Business spite. Yeah, spite project. That's that's what was going on here. 
Spice like the best flavor, so I could see why you tempted. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, the, that is wild. The Funk Land is great. If you're interested yeah. in shitting on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we are. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to talk about City Pop, and these guys are just talking about hating Disney. There's a lot to hate. <laughs> a lot of hate. <laughs> if I can find a way, I'll do. We'll do an episode on uh, Disney World Paris, Di- Euro Disney World. It's uh, uh, what a failure that was. The thing I hate, I think I hate most about Disney. I've made the joke about the Song of the South, Philly, but I hate how much they still sell it and they act like they don't. Yeah, yeah, they they still use that. Song. It's such so they bullshit. Made a, Song of the South is like a uh, a movie that they pretend they never made because it's like incredibly racist. But they right. still use Zippity Doodah, the song from that, because everyone loves that song. So they still. So even though you, you will never watch that, you can't get a hold of this movie legally. It's in the Disney vault. But they use parts but of it. Yes, it's like we don't use, use the, the movie. We just the use the best pieces of it. Like, that's bullshit, man. Yeah. Hey, Trove, if you're interested in this, I have some I have some uh, pamphlets you can uh, you can you can read. I'm interested in your I'm really interested in your pamphlets, <laughs> Bearman. <laughs> you guys hate Disney, huh? <laughs> Welcome aboard. Cult. I guess I actually I I love a lot of the things that Disney produces or has produced over you know its century of uh, entertainment or whatever. But I really all the copyright stuff that they got changed back in the '90s. It has been something that I I really oh I just hate and I, I I've read about it a lot and I follow <laughs> it and I'm part of I'm part of those public domain. Uh, uh, message boards and 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 groups. You you do you have been pushing about this for so many years. I've been pitching about this for a really long time. I feel like as long as I've known you, you've been saying about this. I have. It's not. I'm not. This is not a joke. Well, go off. What what, what is what is oh, so? Th- you you say things should be in the public domain after a certain you, amount of years. You the you, the rules used to be different. We won't spend a lot of time on it, but the rules used to be different. And in the '90s, Disney and uh, a bunch of like big studios and companies they got they lobbied intensely to get the rules changed in Washington, and they got an extension on a lot of copyrights that were about to lapse, like Superman like and Winnie Mickey Mouse Pooh, and right? Popeye and Winnie the Pooh, right? So like they got a, an extension. They got like an extra twenty years or whatever, and that extension finally lapsed. And they're you know, a few years before the extension lapsed, a lot of these companies were looking to do the same thing again, but a community had managed to like form online in those, you know, 20 years, a movement from the people. (laughs) We did our own research. (laughs) Do our own research. (laughs) And they couldn't get away with it this time. It didn't work this time. So now a lot of things like uh, steamboat Willie are going to fall into the public domain over the next couple of years. And so finally, so we can make them into a T-shirt. <clears throat> well, you can. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's dicey. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to have a lot of money to defend yourself in court because they're gonna push back. But yeah, a lot of that stuff is gonna be uh, um, is gonna be up for uh, uh, free use. Well, well, well. Welcome to the game, Steamboat. Winnie the Pooh unlapsed last year, right? That's right. There's a horror movie of Winnie the Pooh, and that's awesome. Disney's thing is he he can't wear a red T-shirt because that's what they added. That was that's what they brought to it. (laughs) That was their addition. T-shirts ours. T-shirts ours. And it's really it really rubs me the wrong way because it's (laughs) hypocritical because they made all their money off of these public domain fairy tales. They were That's like, a good point, yes, Zito. Exactly. They, were, point. Yes. they were like, oh, what does your culture have? Aladdin? Yoink. They were like, oh. Mm. And Lion King was a ripoff of the uh, Simba the White Lion, the, the Japanese right, cartoon. Right, right. That one's, Yo, what's, <laughs> that one's what's Hamlet. What's Pocahontas? What's that's that? That's like a true story. Today. What's the deal with Pocahontas? It's not even like a fairy yeah, tale. Yeah, that's somebody's real life. That they were that's someone's they, life. <laughs> Jesus. That's someone's life. Now, now she's a Disney princess. Right. That's a person. That's not like like a little mermaid, you know. That's that's. Oh, you know what I, I you know what I was saying about Disney? They they had a commercial. <laughs> they had a commercial for one of their new movies. It was like some CGI movie. It bombed. I don't even remember the name of it. But it, it, in the commercial, in the commercial, it's like they're in outer space, and this kid finds like this cute little thing, and he's like, "Ooh, I I can't wait to market this or whatever." Like the joke is like this. He, he's gonna like. 
he's gonna like market this little cute alien and it's like disney you can't make this joke you, you, like you know what i mean like you, this this is literally they're trying to lampshade it they're yeah, trying to lampshade like, what they're doing you, no no you can't make these kind of jokes like you're not the little man you're fucking disney they know exactly what they're doing. They're they're. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. They have their cake and they eat it too. That's that's their take on everything. Fire hose of falsehoods. That's oh, and you know what else? <laughs> what else? <laughs> Every fucking one of these movies, it's like, how do we get kids invested? I know. Let's murder their fucking parents in the first five minutes. Because every, nah, that's that's every little kid, every little kid. I don't think fear. Disney invented that, but they definitely they no, definitely use Batman. it a lot. It's in Batman. What about Batman? They perfected it. That's how they, Bambi. That that's how Bambi's mom was killed. They they, they were coming out of Zorro and uh, and some uh, someone tried to mug them. I look out of breath, Beerman. <laughs> <laughs> so the first Disney Quest was built in downtown Disney and a Chicago outlet was soon scheduled to open and Philadelphia was in line to be the next major hub. And these were like huge like the these were like three stories or whatever, right? They were like, like I think it, I think the one in uh, Disney World was four or five stories. It was it was massive cuz you wow. went up in an I remember I remember insane. going up in an elevator. You you go into yeah. like a, a a lobby and then you go up in groups in these elevators and the the genie from Aladdin uh, tells you like, you know, uh, how to play video games or what the arcade is going to be and he tells you you've been transported to a, a windowless box somewhere <laughs> and uh, you can play all these games uh, forever and ever or something. And then you get out and you're on like on the on a top floor and there's like multi levels and and spiral staircases and things like that. Didn't they have a thing that was like TV screens and it and it it, it like you could like animate it it was like a thing to teach you about how animation works and shit. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of green screen. It was a lot of green screen games. Um, I remember those being kind of mostly the gist. I was telling Zito I have to look for it, but there's a video somebody broke into it within the past couple of years because they didn't knock it down. Oh yeah, wow! The, the old downtown Disney Disney Quest and like a lot of it's still up and it's that's cool. That's some like that's some like hauntology, like lost in time and it's just media that never kept progressing. Back in 1998, everyone was buying mouse ears after the city announced the Walt Disney Company was planning to build a virtual reality theme park in Center City called Disney Quest on the long vacant lot at Eighth and Market. Then Mayor Ed Rendell was so thrilled, he high-fived Goofy during a press conference at City Hall <laughs> announcing the project. Goofy got a kickback. <laughs> Donald Duck wet his beak. Donald Duck wet his beak. You, you got to hire Ed's cousin, though. <laughs> Ned Rendell. Ned Rendell. Rendell told the Daily News at the time, quote, this could make... East Market, the number. Oh, read it in an Ed Rendell voice. What would you say? Can you read it in an Ed Rendell voice? Okay, sure. Rendell told the Daily News at the time, "This could break East Market Street, <laughs> the number one downtown street in America." <laughs> End quote. <laughs> I don't think I had enough enough phlegm in my mouth. I I I wish I was. <laughs> I need a big glass of milk <laughs> to really do it. <clears throat> <laughs> the Philadelphia Inquirer estimated the pavilion project would stand five stories tall, encompass 1.1 million square feet, and cost 150 million to 200 million dollars to complete. Damn. Yeah. Oh man. Right. That's uh. And this is 1990. What did we say? 98. Yeah. So this is uh, the this is Ed Rendell trying to revitalize the city every which way he can. Uh, the avenue. Here's the avenue of the arts. Uh, the convention center is bigger. Uh, the yeah. Flyers get a new stadium. Like he's just doing everything he can, anything he can, giving out gifts. A young Zito I drove were like, man, can't wait to go to Disney Quest. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice meeting you. That's. <laughs> we did see Rendell how's around. Hi, how's high school? <laughs> <laughs> We did see Rendell a lot back then. (laughs) Target open date was July 2000, before the Republican National Convention would come to Philadelphia. (laughs) 
You guys remember the Republican National Convention? Yeah, that was a, that was <laughs> a big thing. I guess I, uh, I worked for I worked for ten pennies and I used to deliver flowers to the <laughs> stores down in Center City. But I know that Zito had a different interaction with the Republican National Convention. Well, I don't I don't know what you're what are you referencing exactly? Did, were you in were you did, didn't you have your orientation at Temple? Oh my God! And, I, that and, did happen and the, the and same and week. And someone stole a cop car or something. And yes. not a Temple student, but there was a. Okay. That was the week I, w- I went to my temple orientation the week of the Republican National Convention and somebody stole a cop car in North Philly. And while we were all queued up outside of Broad and Diamond to do some, you know, temple get to know you bullshit, uh, this cop car comes screeching by in one direction with all these cop cars following it. And then the cop car comes back the other direction uh, and all the cop cars are following it. And then the cop car comes back again going the wrong way against traffic and all the cop cars are following it. And we're, and, and there was a lot of people from out of town and a lot of people who'd never, you know, been to <laughs> yeah, a city uh, before. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> I was trying to talk over it. And I, uh, at some point noticed I like lost them because they were too fac- fascinated or fixated on these cop cars. And I was like, I'll just talk louder over the sirens so that you guys can hear me. But this was like the most intense thing they'd ever seen. So I, <laughs> And it turned I mean, out it that pretty uh, intense. it was a Tuesday to you. It turned out a guy had stolen a cop car and shot a cop's thumb off, and <sighs> and he had uh, was leading them on a high speed chase through North Philly, and then they got him out of the car and uh, they beat him up, and the news helicopters covered it on the on the news. It was visible to everyone. They just beat the shit out of this guy, and. Uh, it was. It made national news right before or the weekend before the Republican National Convention. Yeah, and then there was some. Then there was T-shirts. Someone was making T-shirts. Up. We didn't make them. Well, we didn't make them. T-shirts. But within days, somebody was making it. T-shirts. We went to the Argon Diner. We went. We went to the Argon Diner a couple of days later, <laughs> and somebody was selling T-shirts out front. And uh, the, yeah, what did they say? Maybe we should cut all of that. Maybe it said, like, "Welcome to Philadelphia." <laughs> And it was a photo, and it was a it was a screen print like a like a stencil of the guy getting beat up on top of a cop car. Maybe that guy Perry has it. Maybe Perry Shaw does have a copy of this. Maybe Perry, Perry, yeah, let us know. Yeah, that's if t-shirt. you're listening to this weird tangent that we just went on. Maybe you should cut all that. I don't know. No weird tangents is that's what people are here for. What they want. Um. What were we talking about? <laughs> the Republican National Convention, right? The Republican National Convention. It was a weird time. Oh, and I want to. My my wife just asked me this, and I think uh, it might be something that a lot of people wonder about. In in South Philly on South Broad Street, the polls have the different state names, uh, plaques of the different state names uh, fixed yeah. to them about twenty feet up, and that was for the Republican National Convention. There was oh, a that's right. There was a flag for every state hung on each pole, and uh, it led the way. I think maybe from Snyder oh, Avenue man. to the to the. Um, where was it? Maybe the Wachovia Center, First Union Center, whatever it was called back then. I'm telling you, I was working at Ten Pennies then, and in front of their store was like, was it was it Alabama or Mississippi? They had like a Confederate. Oh my God! Flag, and the news was covering it. They were like, and the you know, it's just it was just they were just covering that as news, and they kept showing the the place that I worked. And they didn't pick what flag, right? <laughs> right. You know, and it's like. Is like can you imagine like like someone just like the city just puts up like a Confederate flag in front of our store. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, like uh <laughs> so um they kept showing the place and they were like, you know, they were pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's uh <laughs> that would ruffle some feathers. That would that would <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. We I guess we should do an episode on the Republican National Convention. Well, we'll, National we'll Convention. I think we just did. Stuff. I think we just did. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the rock there. Yes, the rock spoke. The rock it, was yeah. there. Yeah. So was the Daily Show. We saw we saw Mo Rocca. Do you remember that? Rocca. Wow. Yes. Yeah. A lot of the information that we're about to talk about comes from a website that I found while looking up stuff about the Disney Hall and the Inquirers covered it and you know Philly magazines covered it. But there's a website called the Disneyhole.org, and it has a pretty <laughs> comprehensive history 
of uh, money that changed hands and people who were involved in the project and the series of events that kind of led uh, from its its conception to demise. And I guess a lot of the information I'm about to quote comes from that website. And that website claims to be quoting the Inquirer and the Daily News. Oh, man, you got to send me this website. Uh, it's uh, web, really Web 1.0 stuff. It looks like a GeoCities website. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... it's. But it's about the content. It's not about the uh, yeah the site. Yeah, the huh. content is great. So the Disney project developers, main law firm, several partners, and the project architect donated $26,000 to John Street's mayoral campaign the day before Street and City Council voted for preliminary approval of the $25 million tax breaks and subsidies that developers would use to defray construction costs for the project. The day before. This is unrelated, but... uh, Convenient. Here's $26,000. At the time... City officials estimated that the Disney Quest project would cost taxpayers $76.6 million over 20 years. <laughs> sounds about right. This is like, I don't know if you've ever heard the stories about cities that pay uh, crazy fees or give crazy tax breaks to arenas and stadiums mm-hmm. so that their team can get a new, a new field to play at. But this is very similar. Uh, I mean, this, didn't the city do that for the Eagles around then? We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Go birds. But it was like just right around then. I was thinking about right- the hockey team in Phoenix. <laughs> uh, no, the Novacare Center is very important. They need that. <laughs> A week later, the developers donated another $15,000 to Street's War Chest. Just in case you didn't get it the first time, we're trying to get you to pass this thing. Here's more money. Well, to me, that reads like there was an agreement of, hey, if you donate this much uh, money, so much beforehand, so much after. Ed Street was like, uh, where's the where's the rest he of it? That's it? He should have asked for more. <laughs> I mean, it is Disney, right? Yeah. Milton needs a new car, so uh, you got to cough up some more money for us. <laughs> Daddy needs a new iPhone. Remember he was <laughs> John Street was an early uh, iPhone user. Yeah, was, didn't he, he stand in line? He still, he, he that's right, in he line. stood in line. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> he couldn't get someone to stand. He had to stand in line at 3 in the morning to get a fucking cell phone. Milton. Mil- Milton couldn't do it? Uh, what was he doing? <laughs> doesn't he owe you one favor? He doesn't... He, doesn't, he, doesn't anyone owe this guy a favor to wait in line for him? <laughs> I don't know. Part of the experience. But back then, it was different. Yeah, maybe he was just excited to do it. That's how big the iPhone was. Disney threatened to pull out of the deal if construction didn't start by January 1999, but the money wasn't quite lined up at that point. Originally not involved in the project, the parking authority was brought in by Rendell to supplement enough money oh, to buy the land. Oh, man. With the steel chair to park authority. <laughs> what, uh, the, yes. the, uh, what else? Another who heel else? enters the ring. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> who, who else? Uh... What's the parking authority's entrance music? Is it, is it just like the Darth Vader theme? Or... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. We got Disney on board. Um, uh, let's bring in the parking authority. And if we could get WWE in this, that would really just complete the evil corporation trifecta. (laughs) Rendell and Rendell and John street working side by side with the parking authority and Disney is, this is, they're the, the mega powers, dude. This is, this is prime Philadelphia material. Everyone (laughs) thought they were fleecing each other. Like everyone in that room <laughs> yeah, thought yeah, they yeah. were they were screwed. They're all like shaking each other's hands and putting yep. their hands in each other's pockets. Like, oh, oh, oh nice to meet you. Oh yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, They're probably like, I bet they were like, like sweat really a ton, and then they go into certain rooms in City Hall that were probably like super super air conditioned. They were really cold. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Rendell's a sweater. People know that about him. Yeah, but like, it's uh, very you know moist. I mean? like, there's like certain, but then there's certain offices that are just like super cold. And they probably went from, like, hot to cold. Yeah, yeah. 
So the parking authority enters the mix, and the developers received a $10 million commitment from the parking authority to buy about one-third of the property at 8th and Market. Wow. So your park, that's, where, that's where all your parking ticket money goes, the parking <laughs> authority. <laughs> they own a lot of land. They own a they lot, own a lot, lot of, of land. land. <laughs> you got to park. You got to park somewhere, don't you? You, you got to park, park somewhere, park. Philly, don't you? How, how, how did they become the authority on parking? They own those parking spots. <laughs> we did an episode on the parking authority, so if people want to know how they became the authority, they can check that episode out in the archive as well. The Disney Quest project broke ground in February 1999. An article from the Daily News that month tabulates John Street received donations totaling $82,000 from key players the one year in that one year. That's and, uh, 146082 and 56 I think. Today. For adjusted for inflation. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. Oh man, I'm pretty sure. It might. By the time this episode comes out, it, it might, might be even different. Be different. Yeah. It might be more, right? Well, if anyone wants to know, text me, and I'll, I'll do it on top of my head. <laughs> Edwin Dell netted a paltry thirty-five thousand dollars by comparison. Did they? Did they try to hide this, or they just was like, "Yeah, I got that." Well, they got them as campaign donations. They got them. This is the beginning of the era of super PACs and things like that. So they were oh. they were getting uh, all of this money that was going to get going to their campaign war chests, and uh, it's perfectly legal. That's cool. <laughs> Sixty-two thousand three hundred fifty-two dollars thirty-one cents, thirty-one and a half cents, really. But we'll round down. So that's how business is done. And I mean, did these guys get their money's worth for this project? Do you know what I mean? Did they did their paychecks that they oh, brought in? Absolutely not. In the absolutely meantime, not. right? Were, yeah. Disney was like, these guys are like taking pay dots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. By April 1999, the project was again faltering. The city announced a last-minute deal to save Disney Quest, upping the Philadelphia Parking Authority's contribution to 48 million to purchase more land and build a 988-car garage attached to the facility at Disney's request. $48 million, that's $85,511,747. Well, I mean, I guess it's like any... Damn. If you guys have ever been to any like city meeting about anything, there's just, like, just one guy from South Philly that goes, what about the parking? <laughs> so... <laughs> But what about the parking? But what about the parking? He's you right. Know? And even <laughs> we're He's about, looking out for you. What about the parking? I don't know. Where the hell? How, how, where are all these people going to park? I think that's why you can have David Buster's on the par- on the or the waterfront because it's like it's they parking. Got the garage. They got the garage. I mean, even if the Sixers build their thing there, where are people going to park? I don't know. I, I I don't understand that any, uh, at all. That's such a bad fucking idea. Not to be like, uh, hi, Anthony from South Philly here. Um, what about the parking? <laughs> 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 now you're that guy. <laughs> Are you the die hero or live long enough to become the guy who cares about parking that much? I'm just asking questions. <laughs> By this point, the giant square hole had been dug and a square block of Center City was completely excavated. But construction came to a halt when funds ran dry. They made them sing hi-ho, hi-ho when they were doing it, too. It's fucked up. <laughs> you think the union would, would hold, have, hold their backs, but... Oh, well, they got a kickback, too, so... From Goofy. They got a kick... It's because... Well... <laughs> <laughs> Goofy... Go- go- <laughs> <laughs> Goofy's, uh, Goofy's actually related to Johnny Doc, so he got a he got a little piece. He got, they they made him hire him. They're like, this guy's goofy. They're like, just pay him. He doesn't have to even show up. It's a no show <laughs> job. Yeah, Goofy's definitely it's a no, no show. show. You don't want Goofy on your bad side. Trust me. Yeah. No, just just pay him. Goofy will come in. He'll make a mess. He'll screw this place up. Don't give him a chance. Don't make him yeah. mad. You don't even want to give him any. You don't, don't even do want to give him anything. And don't bring up that he's a dog, but he's a talking dog, and Pluto can't talk. Don't even bring that up. That's a minefield. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to enter. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what about Goofy's son? Oh, um, he's a, from. Uh, he's also uh, a dog. <laughs> Powerline. Mm-hmm. What about Powerline? <laughs> Is that really Goofy's son's name? Is Powerline? 
No, no, no. It's 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 from the goofy goofy movie. He goes to see uh he wants to be Powerline, who's Luther Campbell or Devin Campbell does the voice of uh Oh and, uh, and I think he becomes him or something. I talk we definitely have talked about this before. I don't know Wait, why, but we've I I, I I don't know I want to just put on the record because you guys have talked about this to me and I've I want people to know. What is the thing you tell me about that the jungle book when he sings I wanna be like you is actually a, about a conspiracy about the monkey revolution. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the the animal revolution and then the other cartoons are that universe where they destroy humankind. Well, that's basically it. You you know, what was that one? What was that one? That, you, that, that's basically it. You 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 hit all the most salient points. <laughs> the, yeah, the song like you have you, you have read Zito's pamphlets. <laughs> I have. <read> <laughs> and I actually, it makes me have more questions. What what was what were the '90s cartoons that were the that universe though? I can't remember. Trove was talking about the Disney Afternoon animated block of programming that would have things like Tailspin and Ducktales, Tailspin and uh, Tails. Darkwing Duck, uh, Darkwing and Duck. things like that. And I guess there are fans who theorize that in the Jungle Book, <laughs> I'm not one of them. I I I don't not prescribe to it. I just haven't investigated it enough to know one way or the other. I don't know if it's textual. I'm just reporting what people say. I was just asking questions. But if but the the the, the animals in Jungle Book sing a song, "I want to be like you," uh, and and obviously Mowgli is in this world, he's and so human. he's a boy. He's a human. And then something happens, and then we get to tailspin and ducktails, and animals do rule the world, and there's no people. And so there, mm. there is a belief, there is a theory that there was some kind of animal revolution, possibly led by Shere Khan, and uh, <laughs> and that the uh, human race was extinguished, and that that is the backstory for the. Can we not? Can we just? Skip all this Disney whole crap and just do the episode on this. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is if you want to know what we really talk about. <laughs> this is what we talk like about that. when we're I have never heard shirts this. and putting them. I in. think about that all the time, honestly. I, and I just heard the song the other day, and I was like, man, this song is about the monkey revolution. <laughs> <laughs> it was Louis Prima's greatest greatest hits. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, mm. it's a good animated film. Yeah. They already walk and talk, though. Like, what more do they want? Why does he want to be like him? I think only Mowgli can understand that. What more do they want? <laughs> <laughs> they already walk. He already does walk and talk like him. So what's the what's the big deal? It's that kind of attitude that, that got humanity ki- destroyed, <laughs> killed. Yeah, I guess exactly so. I was asking this, this is exactly what they're talking about. You want to just there he is. You want to just accept there he is, them. Brian Bierman. Like, yeah, uh, Mowgli. Where are we gonna park? And uh, was, uh, <laughs> I was never seen again. Mm-hmm. Monkey technology runs on peanut oil. I'm just just want to say that <laughs> it's green. It's green energy. Yeah, it's good for the environment. Mm-hmm. They didn't kill Jimmy Carter. They left him alive. <laughs> <laughs> Tried his best. We did an episode on uh, Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford debates. That's in the archive. Check that out. <laughs> so the project was stalled. Disney was currently the only tenant secured for this giant arcade facility uh, that they were building. So there were no prospective renters to secure deposits from. The whole project was falling apart. The Philadelphia Parking Authority said, fine, we'll just make it a parking garage if the deal falls through. They weren't willing to, uh, to, to cough up any more money. Disney announced cutbacks in August of 1999, and development of new initiatives, including Disney Quest, were halted. However, Disney officials refused to comment on whether that would affect Philly Disney Quest. It better not. I mean... narrator it did (laughs) (laughs) trying to scare them back to the negotiation table Rendell announced a for-profit aquarium a sci-fi restaurant and a 17 screen megaplex (laughs) suddenly signed on as tenants 
He's like, listen, there's plenty of goofy bull restaurant bullshit that, that yeah. we could get. You're not the only game in town. For profit aquarium. None of that. <laughs> For profit aquarium. A, a five story r- rainforest cafe. That's all, all I got to do is is make a call. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Restaurant is a for-profit aquarium. Is that a? Is that they a sell dig? the fish. They sell. The, you could buy the. <laughs> is, is that a? Is that a dig at the Camden Aquarium? Which no, I'm I think sure it's a. I think it's a dig at SeaWorld, which is a which is a for-profit aquarium. Oh. Okay. Okay. Where they like, like where they like, force dolphins to do none gymnastics. Of that. <laughs> I like the idea of an aquarium where you can barter for the sharks, though. <laughs> <laughs> Or like the more you pay, the better the fish. Yeah, get. yeah, we'll show you the real <laughs> fish. <laughs> yeah, here's, <clears throat> hey kid, you want to you want to see an electric eel? <laughs> the mermaids are in the basement. <laughs> the mermaids. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> what was the sci-fi restaurant? I want to know more about that. What though. is a sci-fi restaurant? I, I don't know. A Qzar, a but the, they sell steaks or something. Qzar. Aliens bring you the food. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like a pro- I mean, yeah, it's like the year 2000. It's uh, Y2K aesthetic. Yeah. And yeah. uh, there's uh, oh, so funny. shiny pants and goggly things and uh, iridescent. Here's your, here's your Burke burger. Yeah. <laughs> there's young Zito and Trove wearing girl pants. <laughs> coming, out, coming out of I Goldberg's around the corner from this place. I Goldberg's was on 8th and Chestnut, and this is 8th and Market. We walked by this d- mm-hmm. Disney hole quite a bit in those years. <laughs> In January 2000, it looked like things were back on track. The city kicked in another $1 million to get construction started again to meet the Disney deadlines because they can still walk away at any time. Instead of building anything, though, the developers did a little bit more excavation because I guess the hole wasn't quite big enough yet. <laughs> Could be bigger. At the same time, Disney Quest Chicago opened its doors on June 16, 1999, amid great fanfare. Fireworks exploded up above, while a Buzz Lightyear mascot rappelled down a building to battle a contingent of army soldiers, also from Toy Story. That could have been us. Man, we'd rather have nothing than something. It didn't take long, though, uh, for the Walt Disney Company to realize that there was a flaw in the Disney Quest business model. If you went to the Chicago Disney Quest on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, the place was packed. But on the other hand, Monday through Thursday... Uh, that was a real problem. Attendance was a real problem. Disney had created the perfect regional park for the weekend, but weekday attendance numbers just weren't there. How many millions of dollars was uh, in this project? Like hundreds well, of it, millions of dollars. And and I'm a complete fucking moron. And I could have told you this would have. I could have told you that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody foresaw this. Defunct Land said that they would have to run Disney Quest at full capacity 17 hours a day to break even at the Chicago That's location. Just, that, I, I, I don't understand, like, uh, I don't get business because, like, Netflix, like, they have, like, 200 million per subscribers and they, like, lose money. And it's just like, how, I don't understand. How, how are you a business? I, I don't I know. understand these business models. Like, if you right. can't make money, then how are you a business? And how does people right. make money? It's all just like a, a scam. It's all a scam. It's a big scam. It's a big Ponzi <laughs> really scheme, is. and like, we're at the bottom not, of it. Yeah. I, I like, I don't want to. I'm sorry, Beerman. We'll wrap it up. <laughs> Admission to Disney Quest was sky high, the equivalent of $60 in 2019 money. So nobody in the Midwest intended I, to shell out. You know, that is kind of like my, that's like the one thing I do on the show. <laughs> it's like the only like, thing Beerman does. Like, you know, like if you could just leave me that. I'm sorry. Hold on. Admission to Disney Quest was sky high, $27 per head. That's like $60 a head. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
2019 money. I I, I can't do it for 2023 for some reason. But that's close enough. Damn, you're. How does he do it? (laughs) What a gift. Nobody in the Midwest was going to shell out that kind of money for a glorified arcade, and Disney wisely deduced that the people of the Northeast and Mid Atlantic probably were not going to either. The plan for Disney Quest was scrapped, leaving an unfilled foundation gaping in the middle of Market Street. A Disney hole, if you will. Yeah, I think if you're at Disney World and you're spending stupid money and you know that going in, you're just like, I'll pay $60 so my kids can go to this arcade. But if then you go home to Philadelphia and you're like, no, we're not paying that. Like, that's ridiculous. I just can't imagine who, like, they're they're depending on everyone locally in Philadelphia to be in there all the time. We don't have that kind of... 17 hours a day. 17 hours a day. That's just like... how High on sugar. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. How many times can you ride uh, the magic carpet ride? It's not... (laughs) It's just blue screen. (laughs) In April 2000, then-Mayor John Street declared the Disney Quest project dead. More than $70 million worth of public financing had already been arranged for the project, and Street said no more would be available. Mayor and Councilman DeChico expressed their hope that another development <laughs> Do we get all that deal... money back, though? Wait, wait, wait. Do we get that money back, though? <laughs> no. Oh. No. But it could have went to, like, infrastructure and <laughs> schools. They literally spent $70 million on a whole... Like, it's like, it couldn't be more, like, poetic and beautiful than that. And honestly, this is at a time where Philadelphia really needed that money. In in late 90s Philadelphia, that, that $70 million could have been the difference between uh, certain institutions staying afloat and others We would going be different people, Zito. Yeah, we would. We would. Public transportation would be better. Public education might be better. You would dress better, probably. I definitely, I would have, my health would be better. That's for sure. Your health would be better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just say it. We'd all have hovercrafts. I think if uh, the Disney we'd Quest Bowl never happened, crafts. we'd all have hovercrafts. Thanks, Disney. Mm-hmm. You fucked us again. No rocket skates for little Anthony. No hovercraft for little John. Mayor Street and Councilman DeChico expressed their hope that another development deal, maybe with Disney, maybe not, could still happen. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Frank. <laughs> Maybe Disney will come back to us. Why do they even t- tease that? Disney gave its mandatory 30 day notice to developers that they were dumping Disney Quest and that the Philadelphia expansion uh, would not be built in July of 2001. This included closing the Disney Quest Chicago and laying off 270 employees. So, so Disney Quest Chicago was only around for like a couple of years uh looks like um let's see here looks like a year and a half to me wow wow that was probably not the plan no i can't imagine it was the plan was to make you know jeffrey katzenberg regret ever being born but uh oh this was a spite project that's the whole yeah yeah, and we got and the city of Philadelphia and the got fucked. Bankrupt. The city of Philadelphia got <laughs> fucked over because of two billionaires were feuding about bullshit. Yeah. The Philadelphia Parking Authority Board voted on January 28th the next year to withdraw from the project and was therefore legally obligated to purchase the site from the developer for twelve million dollars. <laughs> so they had to spend another twelve million to buy legally required to buy the thing that they already. Put in millions of dollars and got nothing for. Yes. yes. Now that now they had a hole. <laughs> that makes me happy. I guess. I guess that, that that I guess that's the silver lining. The PPA had to spend more money. The hole was filled in and blacktopped by 2004, and it has remained in such a state, slowly sinking into the earth ever since. Oh. It was across the street from the uh, that Burger King at Atha Market, which is closed now. <laughs> Another landmark. The end. Yeah, I don't know if uh, anybody's <laughs> been over there recently, but just as, as soon as they filled it in even, it was uh, uneven and lumpy, and uh, it just kind of it feels like they pushed dirt in there as best they could uh, by 2004 and then just uh, uh, tarred over top of it. 
and now it's got divots and, and little hills, and it looks like it's it looks like a, a, a giant sinkhole waiting to happen. And you can park your car there. You can park your car there. Yeah, for like $21 an hour. Where? But what about the parking? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty much all there is to know about the Disney Hole. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. Visit us at 1507 East Passion Avenue in beautiful South Philly, Thursday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Check us out on Instagram. What else do you hate about Dick about Disney? Hello. <laughs> Come to the store and tell Beerman what you hate about Disney. He wants. <laughs> he's making a list. Check us out on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. We're at South Fellini everywhere. Follow along and join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe, wash your hands, get boosted, and may all your dreams come true. Yay.